2: Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on
1: Score North and ScoreNorth.com. I
0: think Daniel Jeremiah said this. You must pay fealty to Kirk Cousins. You must. And the team that currently fields Kirk Cousins, the Minnesota Vikings, should be knocking on the door of Kyle Shanahan and say, you saw something in this guy. We definitely should see something in this guy. And Kevin O'Connell comes from the Rams and McVay and the whole system. Back in the day in Washington when Shanahan was coaching Kirk Cousins. Maybe Trey Lance is that guy.
1: Reckless speculation.
2: You all laughed. You all laughed at Purple Daily. Three years ago. Three years ago, we started talking about this. <laughs> This is just outlandish speculation. Shut it down. Must be a slow news day for I, Maggie. I have only Judd one thing to say. after hearing
0: that clip, here's what I have to say. Typical Rich Eisen. Clickbait just Rich clicks. Eisen. Yep. Yeah. Just try clickety click, Rich.
2: Click click. Dude, Adam Shine was doing it yesterday too. Little shine on sports. Adam Let me Hyde. let's talk about Adam the Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings. Vikings.
0: Coming up next, which quarterback should be on the move? Hint, he's from the Midwest.
2: I used to listen to Adam Schein. This is probably 15 years ago now. He used to host the Sunday morning, the the three- or four-hour Sunday morning pregame show. And you probably were the same. I had Sirius XM, and I would listen on my way to cover a Vikings game on Sunday. Yep. And he was just running calls. We're going to go out to Philadelphia now. Let's go to Whoever was on the phone, right? You know, let's go. Let's go to Wally in Philly. What do you think about your Philadelphia Football Eagles today?
0: <laughs> and then the dude would get get on and not sh- shut up, right? The yeah. East Coast oh, yeah, callers, are, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. the East He's Coast like, callers. You literally always have to cut them off because they won't shut up, like the Giants yeah. callers.
2: <laughs> it's Shine on Sports. Oh, that's awesome. Super talented guy. I'm not trying to rip him, but it is funny that now everyone's talking about. Mm -hmm. Niners and Vikings and Trey Lance and Kirk Cousins. And on this Feedback Friday here, we are going to get to a lot of quarterback speculation. I was just telling you guys off mic. I would say, and every week on Feedback Friday across both Purple Daily and Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd, we try to sift through as many questions, comments, concerns, critiques. The best way to hit us up is through the Score North app, by the way, the feedback tab. And I would say, as I was collecting stuff from you guys, the audience, at least 50%, probably closer to like 60-70% of all of the emails and comments that came through our app this week were quarterback and or speculation related in that regard. So we're going to get to some of those because it's what you guys clearly want to keep talking about. And it's very interesting time uh, for the Vikings quarterback position. But the show is presented by our friends at TCL, now an official partner of the National Football League. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. Somebody emailed in and wanted me to do the Tim, at, Tim the Toolman Taylor grunt after these TCL reads.
0: <laughs> well, that's a that's a callback. It's a great show. Now. 90s sitcom. Yep.
2: TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. So the first question... We should just hit the chimes at all random the moments throughout I, it, every show up until the draft.
1: ESPN NFL Live just played it like in passing yesterday, and I, I like I was like, "Wait, is that Purple Daily?" Like it oh, and now, it, it's now it's it's so ingrained in my brain. I'm like, "Is Purple Daily playing now?" It's it's in my it's in my head all over the place. So I
0: I heard um, I think it was uh, the five o'clock Sports Center last night. They played those chimes and. The person said, hey, you know, a week from now when you hear those chimes, it's going to mean a pick is upcoming. But when you hear them now, and I'm not joking, you guys, she said, you know, it's
2: time for speculation. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I see time how it is.
0: speculation. I see how it is. Well, I wonder where that started.
2: First they laugh, mm-hmm. and then they <laughs> copy. Now they yes.
0: And then they come for your bits.
2: <laughs> All right. Jeffrey Holler. That I listened to yesterday's podcast about Trey Lance and the Vikings potentially trading Kirk Cousins to the 49ers, and an awful thought crept into my head that I wanted to share with you. Uh-oh. Like many of you on the podcast, I have never deeply believed that Kirk Cousins will lead the Vikings to a Super Bowl. I just don't see it. I've verbalized on several Vikings Facebook groups, always getting pummeled by some Kirk Crusaders. My point I want to make is this. The 49ers are definitely more ready to win a Super Bowl right now than the Vikings. You guys have covered that fact. Can you imagine the blowback all of us Kirk doubters are going to get if he does go to San Francisco and does win a Super Bowl? The Cousins Crusaders will come out in droves, and I think it will be painfully hilarious for all of us. <laughs> it should provide truckloads full of daily feedback, and I look forward to it. What? Okay, what, what if... What if we sift through all of the speculative smoke here and eventually the most obvious trade in football history gets consummated at some point before training camp? Yep. And then Kirk winds up being the final piece to a 49ers puzzle, a consistent, good, accurate quarterback to drive that car, and they win a Super Bowl. What will your thoughts be the day after on this show?
0: First of all, more power to them. Second of all, I'll be surprised. I, don't, I still don't think... See, here's the thing. I think he is the perfect fit, but once he gets there, I don't care. So like I'm not I am not saying he's going to go there and win a Super Bowl. I am saying in their mind. I'm talking I I'm, I'm trying to put myself in the head of Johnny Lynch, of Kyle Shanahan. I'm trying to get inside their skull, knock around a little bit and think how they're thinking. Which in their minds is not going to be well if we get Kirk Cousins, we ain't going to win. That's not how they they're going to think, right? So it's my personal opinion. That they are not going to win a Super Bowl with him, but is he going to, in their minds, justify the best chance to? Absolutely, and that's all I'm concerned about. It's like dropping your kid off at school. Once you drop your kid off, you have great faith that the adults will handle your your kid just fine. I'm just trying to drop Kirk sounds off. Sounds like it Sounds like
2: you're dropping your kid off, thinking, well, no matter who the the, the teachers are, well, my kid isn't capable yeah, of doing kid's probably well probably in gonna school. Get
0: a D my kid's going to get a D but you know what it's not my fault it's not my responsibility i'm done right now so anyway um but but that point is a great point it would at that point in time it would it could cause some hilarious feedback
1: it would be it'd be pretty funny and you know, I, if he goes to San Francisco with a ready-made roster and he does it, like, well, the 49ers are a better team than the Vikings. So it, it wouldn't be completely shocking. And, you know, the Vikings brought in Kirk and obviously 18 and 19 as a pretty much ready-made team, right? That was the goal. Yes. That was the goal. We were the, the Vikings were set up as the 49ers six years ago as, hey, you went to the NFC title game with a fringe quarterback that shouldn't have even been there. Run it back, right? Run it back with a superior quarterback. It didn't work. You stumbled a little bit. But uh, I I would say if people see, see Vikings, you could have had this. Like, well, are you Vikings fans or are you Kirk fans? If you're Kirk fans, I that's fine if you want to be a Kirk fan, but that's where you have to kind of parse a part of, are you rooting for the Vikings failure or are you rooting for Kirk Cousins? Which one is it? Yeah.
2: This isn't, I there, there's like a, I don't know, there, there's like a weird bin of Cousins fans that couldn't care less about the Vikings, and I, I feel like all of them show up in my Twitter mentions on a daily basis, and I got a tweet from someone this morning. You know, you know, like tell me how your logic makes sense. You don't think Kirk can win a Super Bowl for the Vikings yet? You think he's the final piece to the puzzle for the Niners? Like this isn't hard, okay? The Niners have a Super Bowl roster right now. The Vikings have a, a some good pieces, but let's be honest, right? They're rebuilding a defense. They do have some questions along the offensive line. They are looking for a number two wide receiver. Like there's, there's the Vikings aren't a garbage roster, but they're not the San Francisco roster. So San Francisco has one opening left in its quarterback. It's just like Declan said. It is five six years ago Minnesota. All right, we got a the number one defense in the NFL. We have Thielen. We have Diggs. We have Dalvin Cook. Offensive line was a little questionable. We just need a more steady, reliable option at quarterback. We don't trust Case Keenum to carry this thing over outside of one Magic Carpet Ride season. The first time Kirk sat in this position, he failed. He came up short in big spots in fourth quarters. They missed the playoffs. And then the second year, they got smoked by San Francisco. So the Vikings tried to do it with Kirk. It failed. The Niners might try to do it with Kirk, And we'll see. I actually think he's a better quarterback now than he was when the Vikings signed him back in 2018. So the Niners would be getting a better version of a car driver than the Vikings did in 2018. So it wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't entirely shock me if this was the perfect situation for him. But you can't really move forward at this point as you kind of rebuild and retool your roster with a guy that takes up that much money. And the the other thing too, I've seen, I've even seen this in some like credible publications. Well, the cap ramifications make it hard. To trade Kirk Cousins, well, not for the Niners. The Niners, the Niners would take on his ten million dollar base salary, and then whatever else they want to do in in future seasons. So it's really, really not that hard. It's actually pretty easy to trade him to the Niners from a cap standpoint.
0: So that that was a a tweet from it's Jason over the cap, right? That he he put out he put out I think verbatim that a draft night trade or a draft trade of Kirk is tough because it would well for the Vikings accelerate the yeah. salary cap. Okay, here is the flaw. No one's saying it has to be a draft trade because here's the thing. San Francisco has no first round pick. Like let's say you are, let's say you want a conditional first round pick. The trade would actually come after the draft. There, there's no rule that says Kirk Cousins potential and its potential. And by, and just to be clear again, I think he's starting for the Vikings on opening day, but there is nothing that says that Kirk Cousins trade has to be made and um, Linked to the next quarterback immediately, and mm-hmm. by that, it doesn't have to happen. I'll give you a perfect example. It's looking more and more like the Aaron Rodgers trade isn't going to happen on draft night, and they very well might get past the draft. It will likely still be made, mm-hmm. but but like we're falling, we're falling too deep into to this. Well, if it does, if it doesn't happen next weekend, it's not happening. What's going on? uh You know, our pet yeah. heads are falling off. It, that, that's <laughs> not how this is going to. That's not how this works. And, and again, keep in mind the Vikings are run by very different people now. You know this is not Rick Spielman, black and white. If we don't do this now, we're going to. This is run by guys who are. I would say this: they have more expanded minds about possibilities. How about that? Yeah. For fairness,
2: and you know what? If Kirk wins a Super Bowl in San Francisco, awesome. It doesn't. The the only thing it really means in terms of the scoreboard here for Cousins Crusaders and haters and Vikings and, and whatever is that. Okay, yeah, if given the right car, he can drive it to a Super Bowl, which is what the Vikings thought was the case in 2018 and 19. And then yep. the car started to erode over time. His contract became problematic. It becomes hard to build a car around that big contract as you're retooling on the fly, and the timing was just off. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. And by the way, the Niners aren't thinking sort of in a black-and-white way, he can or can't win us a Super Bowl. They're saying boy, we've been knocking on the door of a Super Bowl with guys like Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy. So let's just get better and more consistent and healthier at that position and see what happens. Let's give ourselves a better chance. Not a guaranteed chance, but a better chance.
0: They're staring down the possibility right now of Sam Darnold starting.
2: Yeah. That's, there's, there's no How way. How does that make you there's feel? There's no way.
0: How does that make you feel? Sam Darnold might start for you, okay? I'll take Kurt too in that case.
2: Yeah. All right, D.L. Urbas. Times in here via the Scorn Earth app some reckless speculation for you guys and cousins crusaders beware oh no vikings trade up to number three and get stroud kirk traded to the niners for a couple of thirds so he's saying this year and by the way we're going to do we've already decided our saturday checkdown episode is going to be kind of a wonky look at the timing of if they were to trade daniel hunter if they were to trade kirk cousins before after the draft, before after June first, and kind of what that means and what's what's possible. But yep. uh but this scenario he paints is Vikings trade up to three for Stroud, Kirk goes to the Niners for two thirds and a second in two thousand twenty-four. San Francisco re-signs Kirk to a three year contract to to lock him in. Kirk takes San Francisco to the NFC championship game, and then Kirk checks down at the end of the game and the last play, and the Niners lose by three points. <laughs> He's never been to an NFC Championship game, so that would be a, a career highlight step for him if he could do that.
0: And he's joking around sort of, but he's not. Like, that does bring up a very – I know people get upset about this, but just quickly, the reality is this. At the end of Kirk's greatest season from a win standpoint – and from a standpoint of running the team, okay. So not not stats, but I mean we, we have denigrated Kirk stats to, to the point of it's very clear that this show do, does not focus solely on Kirk stats. But at the end of this season, in which he, he and his coach really did a marvelous job in a lot of things, he did check down. So like that's he's kidding, but
2: he's not. No, oh, yeah, it's definitely so so like the what's thing the thing that people remember from the so, season.
0: Yeah, so what's the stop like is Kyle Shanahan going to get him not to?
2: We'll find out. I mean,
0: KOC did a pretty damn good job. Got to give him credit. Mm -hmm.
2: Bad dad joke chimes in here and says, I don't get the fascination with Hendon Hooker at 23. The guy is a 25-year-old jugs machine with a torn ACL who ran a Mickey Mouse offense in college. You can find guys like that on day three. Change my mind. I think you're seeing even, we, we did a lot of Hendon Hooker stuff a week or two ago, and we did an episode with Thor. You're seeing even more steam now that he. We saw a mock draft yesterday. Was it Schrager? Schrager has him eleventh to the Titans before Will Levis. So on, on
0: the Purple Access show that we did with uh, Tyler Forness that you can find yesterday, I asked him that question. I said, "Where do you think?" Because he he you know studies the draft basically on a twenty four seven basis. And I said, "Where do you think this is coming from?" Like like is this from teams? Like what? And he said, and it's a very good point, he said Hen and Hooker is represented by CAA Sports, Creative Arts Agency, which is incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. And he said, I think that they have if you look at where these originate, like where does it originate? Henn and Hooker. He said it's a lot of people who are tied in there.
2: Like like media people that yeah. have that have CAA as an a lot agent of people with
0: agendas that could be helped if, if CAA, which represents a ton of athletes across platforms. Mm-hmm. If they help them, because I mean, it started somewhere. Like it was, it was a cigarette thrown out into the bushes, driving down <laughs> the highway at sixty-five and or seventy a miles per hour, and it caught fire. <laughs> so, like, that was my question. Because this does, this stuff doesn't just start arbitrarily, and it, like, it's not just like, man, you know what we missed out on. I just watched some Hen and Hooker tape, and. Yeah. Hey, Ted, come here. Watch this tape. Oh, my God. Top ten pick. Like well, he church. also has
2: the 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 stamp of approval from the Manning family, too, right? Because Tennessee, Pey- Peyton Manning, I think he's made appearances at the Manning camp. So he's got the guiding hand of the first family of football. Yeah. So there's some agency push. It's not to say he can't be a really good quarterback, but we've seen him now climb from third, maybe third, fourth round guy because of his age and the system and stuff and the injury to being 11th overall, Peter Schrager. I keep coming Mm. back
0: to one guy last year, Malik Willis. We were going through these mocks and the same thing, and it's like, really, is that good? And he fell to what, the third round of the Titans?
2: Yep. And of course, now people are, it's been one year of Malik Willis, and I would argue that that's not the best organization. A defensive-minded coach, I don't know that he's in the best situation there. And people have already written him off. I don't think you can write him off as a bust yet. I think you need another year or two and, Maybe a change of scenery, but Uh, Darren M. chimes in, says, Okay, boys, a question for you to agonize over, as me and my family did the other night. Maybe it's an easy one for you. It wasn't for us. Would you be okay with the Vikings winning the Super Bowl next year if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback? He would go down in Vikings lore as the only quarterback to win a Super Bowl. They might retire his number based on one season because he's a Hall of Famer. Packer fans would shove it in our face that we could only win it with a Packer great. I don't know. I know the motto was win one before we die, but would fans be able to enjoy it while watching Aaron Rodgers?
0: So does this per I don't know the, the age of the person who wrote this, but uh, do they not recall 2009 and the exact the exact scenario? Oh, we would have popped so Brett hard for Favre. that. So the answer is bring me the Lombardi. Yeah, I don't care how you do it.
2: Yep. Yeah. And on the far front, too, because there was a lot of I heard the same chirping from Packers fans that because the Vikings were the best team and probably would have won the Super Bowl if Favre didn't sabotage it in the last few seconds or 12 men on the field, whatever. But Packer fans would have said the same thing, right? You could only win it with Favre. And we would have said, well, it took one year for the Vikings to win one with Favre. You had Favre for 15 years and only won one. Yeah. So who cares? I've
0: always asked this question if it had been different. And it is very plausible to talk about this, okay? So, like, it's not... They wouldn't have won it. No, they could have. What would have happened to Favre's potential legacy in Green Bay? And would number four be retired in U.S. Bank Stadium right now? Oh, my God.
2: These are great questions. I do think Favre goes in the ring of honor. I, I don't know that his number gets retired, but I think he goes in the Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm.
1: I think I agree with you. It's
2: a jack it'd be a Jack Morris situation. Although Jack Morris was local Saint Paul kid, right? No, I think you nailed it. But he he, he goes Ring of Honor. I don't know the the Packers ceremonies, where because the, they retired his number in Green Bay, right? Or the Packers Ring of Honor, whatever it was. Yep. No. That doesn't happen nearly as quickly as it did. And it might not have happened yet. Because it would have been It was the ultimate betrayal and Packer fans burned his jersey and they would send photos and videos out of burning Favre's jersey, but they got over it very quickly because the Vikings lost in the NFC Championship game. Correct. If they don't and they win the Super Bowl, Packer fans probably just dismiss Favre forever.
0: So, and what took place with Favre, I think now, in in retrospect, one, it immediately, uh, of course, came unglued in 2010, but, you know, I think it qualifies as a Vikings One night stand, right? Like it was fun. It was, but if he wins a Super Bowl, I think we claim him.
2: Oh, absolutely. I claim him. Well, I don't know. He's gotten kind of weird and he's he's stealing money (laughs) from charities in Mississippi. I don't claim him anymore, but I claim him as a Viking. And he walks away
0: too. That's the thing too. He doesn't come back. If they win a Super Bowl, 2010 never happens with Brett Favre. So that's all gone.
2: Yes. He goes, he goes, John Elway. Basically, rides off into the sunset. Okay. Let's see here. What That's else we stuff. got? Great question. I'll well actually here's one. Ben Peterson said, Love the latest episode going down memory lane about previous Vikings draft picks. It'd be fun to hear you guys talk about the two thousand nine Vikings and reminisce about the last time we were actually a Super Bowl contender. I mean, Brett Favre, Bounty Gate, Adrian Peterson fumbling a bunch in that game, Favre throwing a pick when he easily could have ran for the first down. I know I would enjoy hearing you guys talk about it. I will say this, cheap plug, if you haven't listened already, a few years ago, and it's on the, if you go to the Purple Daily YouTube channel, we have a section that's, it's like Purple Rewind or Purple Vault at the, it's one of the playlists at the bottom of the homepage on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. We did two hours with Sage Rosenfels, who was the backup to Favre that year. Stories from behind the scenes, anecdotes from the locker room during that season, and It's excellent. Uh so if you want if you want like an inside look in a in a long form sit down check that episode out on the Purple Daily YouTube channel but yeah 2017 they were definitely Super Bowl contenders to some extent but the last time it felt like the Vikings had the best team in the NFL was 2009 it's been a, a decade and a half ago the last time we felt like this is the best team in the NFL
0: Absolutely yeah cuz 17 you know Keep in mind, okay, magic carpet ride, of course, but Keenum was never, like, like we didn't say, oh, good, Sammy Bradford's hurt, what's next? I, I think, and they did lose, if I'm not mistaken, they lost in Pittsburgh with Keenum starting his first game. Mm-hmm. And as I recall, we all thought, season's done, they're screwed. Because Bradford, and an, at that time, too, I think we thought Bradford would come back, which he did for like a Halloween game in Chicago, and it was, a Ugh, it mess. was bad. It was but,
1: horrible.
0: But the point is, 17 had a lot go wrong there. 09 was, oh my God, as Farb said, the pieces are in place. He <laughs> yeah. got here and it was go time. So, yes, that was a di- 09 was a completely different feeling. 17 was fun. Oh nine was like expectation central.
1: Yeah, and obviously the the Greg Lewis play was the you know the the first moment where you're like oh this is for real like because because even those first few games of five it was uh, is he a passenger here is he just going to be the guy handing off to AP who's entering yeah. year three is this going to be is does he have anything left in this dang arm uh, yeah. and that play happened and then that entire year I mean that Cowboys game which actually I had to listen to on the radio because I was on a huge like school trip going up north. Was just a complete ass kicking in the divisional round, like, like in terms of four to three or in, something. In terms of Minnesota playoff games, which are always oh god, what's going to happen? Are we going to blow this? Are we going to be able to do it? Ass kicking from start to finish, and it was mm-hmm. awesome. It, and everyone was picking the Cowboys going into that game because Tony Romo finally got a playoff win, and oh, here comes Dallas, here comes Tony and the, Romo on the da-. no, absolute butt kicking. It was awesome.
2: Yeah, it's mm. yeah, it's it's amazing that it was fourteen years ago now too. Mm-hmm just kind of yeah. sports time just kind of flies. Just wait.
0: And... Time flies. It gets worse,
2: boys. <laughs> it gets
0: worse.
2: Jed's like 5 minutes ago I was Yeah. I was drinking. 32. I
0: was <laughs> I was 36. Was
2: I was at Hubert's across from the Metrodome. Yeah.
0: No, time does. It it's it's nuts. But yeah, 2009 and 2017 were polar opposites, I think in feeling.
2: Yeah, 2017 in the back of your head. You kind of knew it was a house of cards. Right? Well, the new how, case can,
0: was for sure. Yep.
2: Yeah, the defense wasn't, but you kind you, you're yeah. you're always kind of worried about. All right, if if they face the Patriots in the Super Bowl <laughs> or if they have to go into Philadelphia, you know, is it is it really a steady situation or not? Okay, Matt Dench. Another comment from a global purple daily listener/viewer.
1: Nice.
2: Matt Dench says, "I have an experience to share for Feedback Friday." I was coming back from vacation through border control in London last month. And the border officer looked me up and down, noticed a Vikings logo on my sweater, and said that he too was a fan of the Vikings. So you got Matt crossing the border, London, and you got a, a very serious border patrol officer, both Vikings fans. Okay. I asked him if he watched Purple Daily, and in a real serious tone, he said he was protecting the border and didn't have time for any small talk. Sorry, 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 Mr. Patrol. They're
0: very serious there. He probably had the big hat on, too, like they do in front of the palace.
2: He then asked me to lean in, and he whispered, Before we die. Before gesturing me to move on and shouting, Next! for the person behind me to step up. As I walked off, I could see him laughing to himself. The message of Purple Daily is truly global.
0: Wow, an awesome story. It's a little creepy, but it's an awesome story. Before we die, next. Are, are you
2: sure he didn't say you're going to die? I thought That's he was gonna. Crazy. I thought he was gonna pull him in. Why don't you lean in for a second here.
0: <laughs> oh, no, pulls a
2: out the flag. Out. <laughs> get the flag out, Dad. Dad. Dad, Dad where's the flag? Dad. What are you doing? I to get
0: it.
1: What are you doing, guy? I warn you, you are contractually obligated you know to what? have that flag red.
0: This will be appearing a week from Thursday, too, so we can wave the flag at Park Tavern.
2: I'm glad you brought that up because we are less than a week away from the second annual draft party, the Surly Park Tavern draft party. Purple Daily will be there. We'll be in the house streaming live on YouTube starting at 7 o'clock. 6 o'clock, the doors open for this event. And, you know, so last year the Vikings traded back 20 slots to the last pick in the first round, and people were outside in freezing rain and wind. <laughs> yeah, just hundreds of Vikings fans at the event last year. It was a blast. We hope that they stay in the first round. It'd be fun if they traded up and made it a celebration early on. But whatever they do, we're going to be hanging out. We're looking forward to meeting as many of you as possible. So yeah, let us know. Shoot us a tweet or something. Just so let us know if you're going to be there, so we can be on the lookout and. And cheers one of these. Bo- I saw the new Before I Die cans. Yeah. Did you like that
0: can? Badass. Pretty badass. That's yeah. a nice can. That's a really nice
2: can. Show us your cans. Yeah, you can show us your cans in person. Yeah. Be very exciting. Uh, so, yep. So, and by the way, no cover charge. You just show up. Just show up. It's indoors. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. You don't I have to pay $175 that that... to hang out with the talent.
0: To sit with the talent? Purple Daily is jar. a show
2: of the people. For the people, by the people. I'll of sign the for people. free.
0: You know what? I'll sign
2: for free. <laughs> my really
0: bad signature. It'll be free for you.
2: Jubble sign body parts. I think Mm -hmm. is what he's saying. Also a shout out to our friends at athletic greens. So about six years ago, old Macadac discovered athletic greens products and it's added a ton of value to my life. AG one specifically is like nutritional insurance to start your day or maybe in the middle of your day to boost your day. One scoop mixed with a bottle of water. You got your full allotment of nutrients for the day. 75 high quality ingredients, They give me important daily nutrients, uh, whether it's first thing in the morning or sometimes middle of the day. If you're looking to fend off brain fog, heighten your energy levels, also helps with my gut health, supports my immune system. So I'm ready to unleash football takes on Purple Daily. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. With your first purchase, go to athleticgreens.com slash purple daily. Athleticgreens.com slash purple daily. And just in general, thank you to everyone who supports our partners. It's what keeps this show going 365 days a year. So people ask, what's the best way that I can support you guys? And we always say, if you support our partners, you are supporting us and keeping this thing on the tracks and growing. So uh, athleticgreens.com slash purple daily. I have a mock for you, actually. Oh, boy. If you're down, if you're down to mock, if you're DTM.
0: I want a mock. We're less mock. Away. Damn right.
2: Uh, so, this one, dude, NFL Network is just rolling out a cavalry of mockers here.
1: I us just keep playing it. Ma-
2: Maurice no, Jones. No, don't. <laughs>
1: don't.
2: I, I, like, I kind of like the chimes. I do like them once in a while. I might change my ringtone
1: to the. So remember the draft chimes? Remember how I said the 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 draft sounder was removed from the board or from like my little button bar for for the audience. I have a button bar with a bunch of sounders on it. Well, the draft thing was replaced, but it was in the place of the old bed spot. So my muscle memory automatically clicks this bottom third thing, and now that's <laughs> the draft chimes. Where for the last four years in this chair, it's been the NFL bed. So now I have to just get used to it being one place to <laughs> so the right. It's a curb your enthusiasm. It's a whole thing. I'm mm, trying my best. Mm.
2: We should just, yeah, we should go and shuffle around. So De- Declan thinks he's going to hit the Vikings horn, and instead it's like the rock. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Maurice Jones Drew, former NFL running back, yeah. has chimed in with his 1.0 mock draft on NFL.com. All right, I have not looked through this yet. I'm going to go through this in real time with all of you. Oh, my God. He has the Carolina Panthers drafting Anthony Richardson with the number one overall pick. MJD US. Let's go. Good for him. Amazing.
0: He chooses chaos. I like this.
2: And then he's got the Texans drafting CJ Stroud and the Colts trading up to three to nab Bryce Young. Okay. Cardinals taking Tyree Wilson. Will Anderson Jr. falling to the Seahawks, which would be great for them. Jalen Carter Lions. Okay, let's, where's, uh? there's Will Levis, 11th to the Titans. Jackson Smith, in Jigba. We got Bijan Robinson, 10th to the Eagles. Njigba to the Texans, first receiver off the board. Zay Flowers, 15th to the Packers, the second receiver off the board. Bunch of cornerbacks here. And then we get, ooh, there's Jordan Addison, 22nd to the Ravens. And then, according to Maurice Jones-Drew, NFL.com, the Minnesota Vikings, with the 23rd pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, select out of the University of Tennessee quarterback, oh, wow. Hendon Hooker. I
0: want a mock!
1: Mock!
2: Wanna... Hooker gets a redshirt year to get completely healthy and learn behind Kirk Cousins before becoming QB1 and leading Kevin O'Connell's offense.
0: I don't see it, so... I just don't see it. Everyone else
2: seems to see it.
0: I don't see it. Everyone else seems to see it. Here's a question for you boys. If the Vikings decide, let's say they trade back in the first round, accumulate some extra picks. Let's say at the end of the day, they don't take a quarterback, okay? And let's say that this is correct, and Tennessee takes Levis. Would you guys put a flyer in on Malik Willis?
2: Yes. And I'm just talking a uh, flyer. N- not I'm, not a big I would yeah, take no, it. No, no, it, no. It's the round. type of trade you would make. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. Kevin O'Connell values accuracy over all other quarterback traits. Yeah. So you got to be a little careful about if there's some accuracy questions with True. with Malik Willis. Yep. But it is the type of trade just well just, just like Trey Lance. There. Trey Lance is I I would I would actually He's argue Throwing it out. If you don't get a quarterback in the first round, if it doesn't play out to where it makes sense for them to trade up or or if the draft falls a certain way, I think it makes it... They could draft a McKee or something, a Tanner McKee in the middle rounds, but I think in terms of who succeeds Kirk Cousins, C.J. Stroud and that bin of guys is option number one. But it's unlikely, right, unless you make a huge move. I think option number two is Trey Lance. I'm not reporting that. I'm just saying, like, read the tea leaves here. They've already had discussions. Mm -hmm. I think they'd probably rather just get five years of a young quarterback if they could versus three years of Trey Lance and the capital you'd have to give up. Um, And then I think option three is take a flyer in the third round or fourth round on a guy that may or may not have a chance but then have a plan ready for 2024.
0: See, I I think that you put it perfectly, though. I think what they're doing is I think they're creating bins. So like that's a perfect comp, okay? So I think Trey Lance to what you're saying very well could be in bin 2, but it's a bin so he's not alone there. Yeah. See like I see these guys as putting together scenarios and options that don't include just one thing. Like like we got to go get that guy or else, right? So in the in bin 2 would be Trey Lance, but it would be more than Trey Lance. And yeah. and it, it it might be You know, let's just say that the Vikings, and I don't think that this is the case, but let's say the Vikings like Hooker a lot. He's still in bin two. He's not in bin one. So, like, that's the difference is I think what they're doing is I think they're creating potential chips and they're putting them into the bins and then to see how how things play out. And keep in mind, too, I'm also convinced that if it doesn't work, it's not like this devastating Christian Ponder, Teddy's Hurt. What are we going to do? We're screwed. Like I think the philosophy here, the one thing that we're going to have to get used to with Kwesi and this entire staff, I think the philosophy of how you approach personnel moves is going to be incredibly different than what, mm-hmm. what we're used to. And I'm trying to figure out how th- that's going to work because I don't know for sure. It's just pure speculation at this point on my yeah, part.
2: I think I would be surprised if they took the fifth quarterback off the board in the first round. I just don't know that that's – if you start to stack up the value – is that the most valuable thing you can do or have you decided well you know we just we have to reach a little bit here because even though we have him as a second or third round grade we just we need the fifth year option and it's the most important position that we can fill in the next two or three years
0: but I think in the world that we're talking about here, I think what you do then, because again, I don't think you're wedded here. I don't think you are like, we're going to go get Hooker, and if that's if we don't, we are screwed. I think what you would do in their world is, is do actually what Spielman did with Teddy, which is I think you would trade back in the first round, accumulate more picks, and then gamble that Hooker's gonna, going to be there for your pick. So I guess I would be very, very surprised if the Vikings took Hooker at 23 right now. Would I be shocked if they took him towards the back end of the first round after trading? Probably not.
2: Okay, well, let's actually go through this exercise real quick. So you're sitting at 23. Let's say you stand pat with the idea that maybe you trade back, and Hendon Hooker is still on the board at 23. And you're not going to just straight up take him because you feel like you need more value than that, but you but you would be willing, like you said, to trade back, pick up an extra third-round pick or something, And so you're getting hooker and a third-round pick as opposed to just hooker being the only thing you do in the first 87 picks, all right? Correct. How far down the list would you have to go until, like, behind the Vikings, until a team would snipe hooker from you? Let's just go through, like, do any of these teams need a a starting quarterback in the next year or two? Okay. The Jacksonville Jaguars have the next pick. It's a no. The New York Giants, I would argue they need a quarterback, but they just signed Daniel Jones to a huge contract. They're not drafting a quarterback. The Dallas Cowboys at 26. Mm -mm. They've got Dak Prescott. The Bills at 27. you got Josh Allen. The Bengals at 28. they got Joe Burrow. The Saints at 29 are the first team, I would say, unless I'm missing something here, that could take a quarterback. So you've got like five picks to play with here. Let's say... Let's say you move back from 23 to, you know, maybe maybe the Bills or the Bengals want to move up because there's a defensive player or something, right? An offensive wet whatever it is. What could you get? We'd have to look at the draft the draft pick value chart. If you move back 5 spots with no danger of Hendon Hooker coming in, unless a team then trade, let's say you move back to 28 with the Bengals and then someone else jumps you at 26. Like that type right. of thing could happen too. Right. So, yeah, interesting.
0: But that's the market, right? So, so like, if, if these picks, which in Quasi's world I think they are, are stocks, that's the market, right, to, to take a chance there, to gamble. Yeah. And, like, you're trying to outdo a team that might say, screw it, we're going to go one pick before you. That's my point is I think the philosophy is going to be incredibly different than what, what we become used to because I don't think the philosophy is the old school football one, which is we got to stand Pat, or how how can we I don't think it's so much how can we outsmart the opponent as what's the percentages here.
2: Mm-hmm. I got one more for you guys here and then we we'll wrap this episode. Cortland asks, what Vikings draft pick historically had you excited the most but ultimately severely disappointed
1: you? Dex? Uh probably Treadwell. Oh, Probably Treadwell, Rex. You know, you I know. wide receiver. You get you get enamored with skill position guys. Like, like Matt Khalil was a good offensive tackle his rookie year, but like even though he fizzled out, and wasn't that good. Like it wasn't massively disappointing. Cause he's an offensive tackle, but I, I, was, I would, I, I would, I, I would probably say skill position guys. So for me, probably Treadwell. I thought you were going to say John David Booty. Well, oh, yeah, there, there's other, there's Greg Childs and John David Booties, and you know, plenty of other random other ones. But 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 come on. I knew that they had a long shot of making the Vikings roster, but in terms of actual ones, I would would say Laquan Treadwell.
0: I would probably say, I mean, the most obvious in-your-face pick is Ponder, but I would probably say Khalil because he was going to be a 10-year left tackle, which is, I mean, we've discussed this before. That is one of the most important positions on your offense provided that you have a right-handed quarterback. And he got off to such a good start. I mean, he was, I believe, a Pro Bowl alternate as a rookie. And I mean, that looked like, that at that point in time, looked like Derrissot does now, which is, oh my God, this guy is going to be here for 10 years. The position's taken care of. No more chasing the Riley Reefs, which of course you had to. Um, so I would say that Matt Khalil, given where he went in the draft he went, probably tops my list since 2000.
2: For me, it's Toby Gerhardt. Oh, they drafted him in the second round in 2010, mm-hmm. and he was one of the best college football players in the country at Stanford in 2009. Mm-hmm. He 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 ran for almost 1,900 yards his senior year at Stanford and 28 touchdowns. Think about that. Yeah. Five and a half yards of carry. He also carried the ball 343 times in 13 games his last year at Stanford. And so probably a bad sign for his health going forward. And it turns out he was completely cooked upon entering the NFL. But I I really thought, but I think he was cooked. Like how often in the NFL does a guy run for 350 carries in the last 20 years? And then that's pretty much the the end of it, unless you're Derrick Henry. So Toby Gerhardt, disappointed, thought he was going to do more in the league. So there's your feedback Friday episode of Purple Daily here, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. More Vikings-related feedback on Minnesota sports with Mackie and Judd, our other daily podcast today, too. So We'll see you over there, and we're going to try and break the Scornorth YouTube channel again tonight on this Friday, right? Yep. Wild and Wolves play at the same time. We're going to do simultaneous post-game streams, flagrant howls, and Judd's Hockey Show it worked. at the same time. It, it was 1 o'clock in the morning. It we had thousands of people time. hanging out with us last time a couple days ago, so we're going to do it again tonight and see what happens. A big a big night of sports in the Twin Cities. Uh, thanks for hanging with us. We'll see you tomorrow on Purple Daily.